coming up on today's episode of the Hey Girlfriend podcast. And that was my worst heartbreak, like ending someone that I had that longing feeling for. And it's like that inconsistency has you feeling like the debt's love. And I would tell you how an inconsistent man can make you feel like the debt's love. It's basically all in how they show up, love bombing you, giving everything into that connection from the beginning or sweeping you off your feet, feet, telling you sweet nothings, all of that, and then becoming consistent and take that all away and then give it a little to you at a time, like bread from you. And so since you know that this is an inconsistent person and they bread from you, it's like you have your mind trained to wait for that kind of love to return to you again from them you know it's there because they've given you a glimpse of it and so now you're sitting and waiting for it again and you're anxious about it and so then when they show up again giving you that love that you've seen a glimpse of you're like okay you're excited again you get this excited butterfly feeling in you and I feel like you. sometimes we feel like that longing we have for a man is love you know, we feel like since I'm longing for them so much and I want them so much and it's like I have this need for them and it's because they're so inconsistent and you just like longing and needing them and want them to just be there and act right so bad. You feel like that longingness that you have for them is love, but it's not. Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? When you're going through something, sometimes it helps to know that there's someone out there that understands you and what you're actually going through. It makes the healing journey a little easier. The creator of the I've Been That Girl social media community that currently has a growing number of followers and dearly known as girlfriends brings to you the Hey Girlfriend podcast. Tune in every Thursday to hear conversations that are honest, vulnerable, empathetic, and relatable. Hosted by author and mindset and intuitive coach Kendall D. These conversations are sure to empower you with more clarity and understanding about your own healing journey. Every episode will include Kendall sharing intimate parts of her personal healing journey, from surviving toxic relationships to healing trauma to unlearning old conditioning and thinking patterns. Consider yourself now having a friend by your side that just gets you. Hey, girlfriends. Welcome back to the Hey Girlfriend podcast. I'm your host, author and mindset and intuitive coach Kendall D and today's podcast episode is gonna be on how I got over my heartbreak and it wasn't just any heartbreak this was the heartbreak from not John the one that I've talked about in Toxic X Chronicles, John, the book. Not that. That one. That one was just whatever. I got over that because I went to the next one, which is Sebastian. That's the one book that I'm working on. Anyway, I want to talk about that breakup because I feel like the breakups from not only the toxic relationships from the toxic guys, the breakups from when you were in that relationship and it was like a a different type of love, if you will. It was like that toxic type of love that felt like real love 
or that love where you felt like you were never going to love again. The or he was inconsistent. And with him being in, inconsistent, it kept you chasing him, you know, wanting more. So you was chasing debt and where it just had you so hooked. And it was like you couldn't shake this person no matter what. Like, I want to talk about that type of breakup because that's the hard. Those are the hardest, you know. This was before I entered my healing journey, of course. Now, I don't believe any of any breakup would be that devastating ever. I don't feel like I can ever be that devastated again in a breakup. Honestly, never. Like, never. And I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to tell you how I got through that and why I was able to move forward and not be afraid to love again. Because I knew that I was different and that. I just was going to love different and that that breakup, any breakup was not going to be that devastating because I feel breakups are the most devastating and the most heart wrenching, the most hurtful, the most debilitating, even the just I feel heartbreaks like that do the most to you because you more than likely did the most for them in that relationship. If you feel like you gave your all in a relationship to a man, if you feel like you just poured and poured, did everything for them, and you felt like you were almost trying to gain their love, trying to gain them changing for you, trying to love them into changing, you know, you put up with a lot. Those heartbreaks are the hardest because it's like you put in so much work just to end up with nothing in return. And so when you've given your all, like endlessly, overextended yourself to say the least, when you've done all that and given all you can into a relationship, it's hard for you to stop giving all you can because it's like you don't want to leave empty-handed, so to speak. You don't want to leave because you had the mindset that, you know, I don't want the next woman to get all my hard work. You, it's hard to leave because... You you don't know when to give up on that, you know, and you're so stuck in it. And I feel like men know what they be doing when they do that shit to women. And it's like that inconsistency has you feeling like that that's love. And I'm going to tell you how an inconsistent man can make you feel like that that's love. It's basically all in how they show up love bombing you. Giving everything into that connection from the beginning or sweeping you off your feet, feet, telling you sweet nothings, all of that, and then becoming consistent and take that all away and then give it a little to you at a time, like breadcrumb you. And so since you know that this is an inconsistent person and they breadcrumb you, it's like you have your mind trained to wait for that kind of love to return to you again from them you know it's there because they've given you a glimpse of it and so now you're sitting and waiting for it again and you're anxious about it and so then when they show up again giving you that love that you've seen a glimpse of you're like okay you're excited again you get this excited butterfly feeling in you and I feel like you. sometimes we feel like that longing we have for a man is love you know, we feel like since I'm longing for them so much and I want them so much and it's like I have this need for them. 
And it's because they're so inconsistent and you just like longing and needing them and want them to just be there and act right so bad. You feel like that longingness that you have for them is love, but it's not. And that was my worst heartbreak, like ending someone that I had that longing feeling for. Like the worst heartbreak ever in my life was with and from Sebastian, my ex. That's not his real name, by the way. Y'all know I use the fake code names. But yeah, and I wanted to talk about it. I think I talked about it a little bit on my earlier podcast from like a year or two ago, but I want to update it because I don't know. I guess I've realized more as I guess I've healed. I've realized more of what I actually did during that time and I feel like I can convey it better. So I'm going to say it again, convey it a little better, but yeah. So I'm talking about that kind of breakup, like that kind of relationship where it was basically a toxic connection, connection, a lot of up and down, a lot of inconsistency, a lot of breadcrumbing, you know, that. And so what do you do when something like that, that has such a tight hold on you, finally ends? What do you do when someone that you love so much thought would be D1 for you, thought that you were probably even going to marry, thought that it was just it and, you know, thought that they would eventually change for you and you poured so much into them and gave so much to them and just stuck around so long and put up with so much? Like, what do you do when something like that ends? For me, what helped me to heal after that, I recall the first thing that I did after I realized that this relationship was not going anywhere and that I tried long enough, cried long enough. I mean, I remember like it was yesterday, like we were kind of on the fritz, I guess you would call it. And I knew it was coming to an end. I was just trying to slowly let go. I wanted it to work. I was hoping he would still come back like he would do sometimes. He would come back acting like I was just the best thing ever that he wanted to be with me. And so I would get so hooked during those times. And now that I've come to realize that that's love bumming. They love bum throughout. They can love bum throughout the relationship, not just at the beginning. Just to keep you there. He would, you know, we would break up. Or he act like he was leaving. And then next you know, he surprising me in the morning, knocking on my door, coming in, hugging me up and stuff like he just loved me, like nothing happened. And I would eat it up. And I loved it because it's like I had gotten used to that connection, like waiting for it. It was like a high, waiting for my next high. And so I remember distinctively when it finally came to an end, you know, he had basically posted some pictures of him and another girl. A new girl. He had never posted pictures of me on his Facebook page ever. And so I woke up and looked on his page because I was always spying on his page. And that broke me down. I cried like a baby. And I remember just seeing it and seeing all his friends that were supposedly my friends that I had gotten cool with. Like congratulating them and shit and saying, you know, how big it was that he posted somebody. And it wasn't just like no little standing side by side picture. It was They were like, he was like hugged up on her and kissing her on the cheek. And he wouldn't even claim me. And I had done so much for this man. I'm not going to give it all because it's going to be in that book. Um, I had done it. I had done it all for him. 
did so much. And to see that, like, I was not shit to you. Like, I was like nothing to you. Like, what I did wasn't shit. It made me feel like shit, to say the least. And I just remember crying. And then I texted him, blowing his phone up, telling him, you know, come get your shit out of my house. See, I had, I had a, like a little storage, a little understairs storage in my townhouse I had. And he had a bunch of tires and rims in there. In there. And I wanted him to be done. I was mad. Like, how dare you? You're using me. Tell me something. You know, you're just using me, basically. And you see him posted up with some other woman. Like, in my face. Like, you don't give a fuck about me. And it just hit me then. After all the shit. It was a lot of shit he did. After all the shit. That right there just... It was enough. I told him, come get your shit. Come get your shit out of my house. Come get it. And he did come and get it. But... He came and got it in that girl car. The girl was with him at my fucking house. And so that breakup right there hurt the most. It was so much that went down. So much. And I just want you to know that if you feel like you're giving your all to a man just to not end up with him or to end up still being hurt in the end, like, I feel you. So... If you've ever been through any type of relationship like that or a breakup like that, then this is definitely for you. Because I find that getting through a heartbreak of that type of nature is the hardest. And it's going to take some time, but I'm going to tell you how to get through it. So, for starters, what really helped me was preparing my mind for the lessons that I was going to gain from that relationship. Like, feel the hurt, cry through it, you know, all of that. Even seek therapy if you feel you have to. Well, you know, cry through it. It's okay to be hurt by it. And you're not going to understand what happened, like, all at once. And so what I did was, of course, I cried about it. I would play sad music and sing to it, cry, and... Then play some other shit like, you know, fuck him, stuff like that, music like that. I played a lot of that kind of stuff. And cried to and just felt my emotions. And then I remember the next thing that I started preparing my mind for was the lessons. You know, because if you just stay in the hurt and just stay focused on the hurt, it's like you're going to just re-traumatize yourself over and over and over again. And so I started trying to figure out... The wise, you know, not even, you know, I was going to say not the why did he hurt me, but even those wise, I just started trying. I just started with the wise, like, why did I do me like that? Why did I stick around? Why did I think it was going to work? Even why did he do me like that? I just, that's how I started preparing my mind for the list. And some of the answers you're not going to quite find, I will say. But in doing that, it's like it's shifted my energy. And so you're going to shift your energy from, you know, oh, he hurt me so bad. You know, we get that. But standing that hurt is not going to do anything. And so I started to just prepare for the lessons that was going to take place. Because the lessons are what going to get you through. And to also help you to do better the next time that you try love again. And so... After I started preparing myself for the why, 
Um, and and I remember in in some of that, like while preparing for the why, I started to just realize who he was as a person, as a man, could never be the man that I wanted. And it's like it slowly came to reality, like I was the one creating all this potential and hoping and pleading and thinking he was going to be something that he was just never going to be. True enough, he lied about some of the things and some of the ways that he was going to be and lied about some things. But I knew that he was lying only because he would say one thing and do another or switch back and forth. It was like so inconsistent. And so I guess I was hoping a little bit on the good things he would say that would happen. Like we would be married and all of that. I wasn't thinking about shit else, shit else, but being with him and possibly being married one day, like he was saying. And so as I remember, like looking back over the relationship and who he was, and I thought about what kind of relationship did I want? What kind of man did I want? I started really thinking about that in my head. And I'm like, he just wasn't going to ever fit that. Like, that just wasn't in his nature. It was hard coming to the conclusion. It was. But I just started realizing to myself, like, it just was not going to be him. No matter how I tried to switch it and flip it, no matter how good the chemistry was at times and the attraction was, and no matter how fine I thought he was, when it comes to what I really needed in a relationship and a man, he just was not going to be that. And so once I started kind of like dismantling him and who he was, I started to realize, okay, that helped me to make make me feel a little better and realize that it's not like I really lost anyone or anything. I didn't really lose him. You know, that's that's a good loss. I needed to lose that in order to gain something more. And so once I wrapped my mind around that, that he was not really a loss, because, you know, our mind and even him were trying to play that trick on you. Like, oh, I got a woman that's so much better. I'm going to give her everything that you wanted, but I never gave you. You know, I really feel like that that was the reason behind him posting that picture for all to see. He knew I would see it. He knew it. And, like, how in your face can it be? Like, that's just a fucked up thing to do, to say the least. And after I slowly came to, I realized that he did that shit on purpose, probably. And it's like to almost dangle it in your face like, you know, you were the problem. And that's why I couldn't do right with you because you were the problem. He, he tried to make, they try to make you feel like you ain't shit, basically. They try to tear you down in any way that they can. And it's like to take the blame off them to be like, yeah, you were the reason why I couldn't settle down. You were the reason why I couldn't treat you right. And that played so many tricks on my mind, especially seeing him with her. But then as I slowly came to realize, I'm like, he has been this type of ain't shit dude forever. You know, and when I say that, I mean, because I knew him before we got into a relationship. I knew him to mutual friends and I knew his history and I've seen how he acted. But I just thought that, you know little me and change him and it would be different and I just wanted to try because the attraction was so strong and he flirted with me and he looked good to me and so I just wanted to try it anyway and yeah I started realizing that this wasn't really a loss he just wasn't gonna be what I needed and I remember looking at that girl and telling her when she when they pulled into my house that day just to get his shit out of my house and I remember you know looking at her and saying he gonna do the same thing to you and he did, <laughs> eventually. And even if, let's say even if, 
he doesn't do the same thing to her. And even if he just starts to treat her so much better, seemingly, and all of that, after he treated you like shit, after all you've done for him, I honestly just don't find that to be true or to hold true for long. Because a good man doesn't change his character or who he is based off the woman that he is with. That's a myth they like to try to sell you. Like, a good man that's just a good man for himself is not going to be good this way, then not good, or suddenly change for them and then not change. And then, you know, they're, 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 they're not going to base how they are off of the type of woman that they're with. They're just not. That's just period with anyone. If you're a good person, you're a good person because of who you are. It shouldn't change based off of who you're with or who you're attracted to, you know? And I started to realize that, you know, it took some time to get to that point, but I started realizing, like, I started basically coming to the truth of things, the truth of the matters. And, you know, I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in our head and we believe the lies that they told us. We believe the lies that they made us believe about ourselves. And so it's hard to see clearly, but you have to take your time and start to work with the lessons and the whys, not with the pain and the hurt. Those lessons are what's going to get you through this. That's what's going to help you to process and work through it. You have to work through it. It's not just something you're going to jump over and, oh, I'm done, I'm over it. You're going to work actually through it. And the way to work through it is to process it. And that's what I just began to do. That was part of it was working with the whys. And then I started rebuilding myself up after giving myself so much to a man that just broke me down and took me down and through there and made me feel like I wasn't shit because I started looking at myself differently because they weren't treating me right because he wasn't treating me right. I started looking at me different. Like what am I doing wrong? Am I not good enough simply because that man wasn't treating me right. And so that's not the truth. But when you're in it, you feel like that's true. Like, you know, it's something wrong with me. It's something that I did wrong for them to treat me this way. And you have to come out of that mindset and get into the truth of who you are. And get into the truth of the matter is that people are not going to treat you badly based off of you. It's based off them. It's showing an indication of the kind of person they are. And so that right there, me coming to that understanding about that, it took some time. It's like what I'm saying, I'm not saying like, oh, like one day I just was doing this. Over time, as I got back to me, I started realizing that I wasn't treated that way because of who I am. It was because of who he is. And as I started processing more and more who he was, like looking at how he lived his life, Looking at his past, looking at how he actually acted, looking at the lies he told for no reason sometimes. And when I say the lies he told, I mean like the, he would lie about simple shit that he didn't have to lie about to me. Just to make himself look like he was better than what he was. I, looked, I, I sat back and looked at all the shit of who he was and how he tried to hide who he was so much. And I'm like, he didn't treat me bad because something was wrong with me. It's something was wrong with him. And so I stopped looking at it like, you know, it was me. It was my fault. Like he tried to make it seem like. And that's what you got to do. 
You know, you got to stop assuming that you were treated poorly and mistreated like that because there was something wrong with you or that you weren't doing enough. Because it's like no matter how much you would have done for him, for someone like that, no matter how much you do for them, it's like it's always gonna move it gonna be a moving target. They're always gonna find a way to blame it on you or to say it's not good enough. And then they're always gonna show their unappreciation for it and shit on it. And he showed his unappreciation for all I was doing by the cheating, the lies, and posting the girl on his Facebook, doing stuff like that. And so they're always gonna do that. And it's like you can't love someone like that, girlfriends. You cannot Love someone that doesn't even love themselves, to say the least. You cannot love someone that is still on their healing journey and probably don't even know that they have healing to do. You cannot love someone like that. It's like a bottomless pit. And it's also like triggering for them, I feel like. Trying to love someone that's that insecure and feel that bad about themselves, but they try to cover it up with all these illusions of grandeur and try to act like they're more than what they really feel they are deep inside. You know, trying to love someone through that. You're not even really loving them. It's like love is true and genuine and pure. And it's like when you are trying to pour that genuineness and that love and that I see you, you know, I feel like real love is like that I see you. They don't want to be seen. So I had to come to realize that a man like that doesn't want me to love him like that. To love him that deeply. To love him that for real. So it's like, no matter how much I tried to love him, it was not going to be enough. I had to come to that realization that no matter what I did, it was never going to get him to change. It was never going to get him to act right. It was never going to get him to love me how I wanted None of that. And so, in healing from this heartbreak, I want you to realize that how love really works. And I feel like you begin to understand how love really works as you heal through it because you're loving on yourself more. And for me, I learned that when someone loves you truly and genuinely, not only are they not going to hurt you to say the least... And do shit like that to you. Not only that. But. Your love first of all is not going to trigger them. And they're going to love you on their own. Because they're able to and want to. And not only just really because they want to. Because they just have the capacity to do so. Because I find that. Good men. That are good for themselves. And not because of a woman in their life. Like genuinely good men. If they don't want you. They will reject you. And not lead you on and play around with you. They will basically be man enough to say. This is not going to work out. Or I'm seeing someone else. And move on. Or even say you know. I don't want a relationship. I don't want a commitment. Those type of things hurt. But I feel like it hurt the worst. When you are not really fully healed within yourself and you're wanting love so bad. And so it feels like something is wrong with you when someone says that to you, which doesn't have to necessarily be true. It's just that you have not learned how to reject people. And so you don't really have an understanding for it or you find a hard time doing it because you wouldn't want someone to do it to you. But all in all, 
Being rejected is actually the most noble thing anyone can do for you. Like, any man that comes along and determines that after getting to know you that they'd rather move on or they don't want to waste your time or they, you know, rather find someone else or they want to date around or they, you know, don't feel you're a good fit for them, whatever it is. Any man that can actually tell you that and quote-unquote reject you, that's that's what you want. I wish my ex would have rejected my ass instead of leading me on and doing the most and treating me like shit. I'm telling you, that's okay to be rejected. And I got a little off track. But back to the healing part, y'all. Like, in healing from someone that hurts you like that, it's a must that you get back to who you are. It's a must that if you don't get back to who you are, you figure out who you are. Because honestly, if you found yourself in something like that, you may have not really had a good insight into who you are, really. And when you don't really know who you are, anyone can show up in your life and make you feel good about yourself. And you feel like that that's all that matters. You know, that's how we can easily become love bomb. Because we are not really sure in ourselves, confident in ourselves. And so... After my heartbreak, I really spent time in really just pouring back into me. And that can look like numerous ways. Loving yourself, consider it like this. Loving yourself is basically like pouring into you and fulfilling what you fulfilling your own needs in a sense. Like, say, for example, for me, I have I had always wanted to travel. And to go somewhere and do something. Because I had never been on a plane. Never been nowhere. And so I planned a trip with my friends at the time. And we went. And that right there was like. It woke me up. It made me feel alive. Now I. Granted I, I remember still being slightly sad from the breakup. You know but. I feel I find that life goes on. Like you can still do things. Even if you're a little sad while doing them. Even if you break down after you come home at night. Like, it's okay. You're healing. You're not healed. You're healing. So I want you to know that even while you're crying and breaking down and you feel sad still about this ex, it doesn't mean you're not moving on. It just means you're feeling the feelings that you probably couldn't really feel while you were with them. You're bringing things up. You're uprooting things and bringing them up to surface. And you're now living your life without them. And you're now living your life with these new thoughts and feelings about the past. Like, you know, you may be sad about what you put yourself through. What you feel like you put yourself through. You may be sad for that girl you were when you were with them. You may be sad that your hopes and dreams you feel like are washed away now that you had in them. Like the potential you've seen in them is gone. You know, you're weeping and grieving a lot of things. It doesn't mean that you're not healing just because you're happy one minute. Like I went traveling with my friends and I was happy, living my life, happy about, you know, enjoying myself on the trip. Look at the pictures I remember looking so happy and just alive. And then I remember coming back home from the trip feeling a little sad. And I remember seeing my friends at the airport. They were both married. I remember seeing them at the airport. And their husbands came up. And one of them got them flowers. And got them little welcome back home gifts. You know. And I remember being a little sad about that. Like there's no one here to welcome me. And 
I want you to know that it's okay to be sad like that. It's okay to see couples and to see other people and see other love and all that and kind of mourn for what you thought you had and thought you were getting it but didn't. Or maybe you did have some love in there and it's okay to mourn that it's not dead anymore. It doesn't mean you want them back. It doesn't mean that you're not healing. It doesn't mean you're not moving in the right direction. It's okay to cry through that. So I want you to know during your healing process, it is okay that you have breakdowns and you cry or you see certain things that make you cry about it. And so I seen that and I kind of weeped a little bit. I was like, you know, dang, I wish I had, you know, someone like that here waiting on me. But... Just a quick little fast forward, you know, when I met my boyfriend, well, my husband at the time, he's, he was my boyfriend at the time when I met him, of course. When I met him, I went on a family trip and I came back to a surprise at home. I didn't know he was going to do it or anything. He didn't even know about that story about me coming home, you know, that time I was single and coming home and seeing my friends with their husbands and them bringing little flowers and little gifts at home. And little, like, welcome back home, I missed you gifts. You know, he didn't know anything about that. He just did this on his own. And I remember coming back home from my family trip. And he was like, I got us some new balcony stuff. Because he knew I always wanted, like, a chair set to sit on the balcony. Because I love sitting outside. And we didn't have anything to sit out there. We would go out there and kind of, like, lean up against the balcony wall. Because we had a nice balcony in our apartment. We were staying together. We were um, dating. And it had a little ceiling fan. It was a nice balcony. And it overlooked the lake. And I loved being out there. But I was like, I don't got nothing to sit on. You know, I didn't have anything to sit on. And so I came back. And he said he had, like, a little table set and a little chair set. And he had the little lights around the balcony. Um, around the balcony. Like, the little garden lights. And I remember him telling me that his mom helped him with it. He said, I had to go to two Targets to find the right lights because they ran out. So we needed two. I had to go back to the store and get a set of two string lights. And he was telling me how he did it for me and all that. And I was just thought that was like such a full circle moment. And I was like, wow. I just want to sit with it for a minute because I'm like. And I want y'all to sit with it for a minute. Like, think about all I just said about the shit my ex put me through. Think about all that shit I just talked about on here and just said. And about how he did me so wrong and how, you know, I broke up with him and was trying to move on. And went out with my friends out of the country, my friends on the trip and came back and seen them with their husbands. And they had like little welcome home gifts. And I weep. And I was, you know, a little sad about it and weeping. They, my friends didn't know that I was sad about it, but I kept it in. I was at the airport just looking like, sitting alone with my luggage. And I was like, well, I got to go. I'm waiting on my mom. My mom had come pick me up. Well, I think, you know what? Actually, my mom did pick me up. I had driven my own car. And, no, had my mom pick me up. I don't remember. But I remember being alone. And no one was there at the airport waiting on me with open arms. I think I had driven my car and I left it at the airport and parked it for a few days so I can drive myself back home because I didn't have the one was going to be able to do it. I don't know. That's neither here nor there. But just think about that. And then think about how fast forward, bam, I got that. And then some. And so I want you to know that during this healing process, it's going to be a lot. Especially healing for someone that you really wanted to be with and saw a life with. It makes you question yourself, question love, and all of that. But all in all... You can still get what you've been hoping and dreaming for. 
you can. Your hopes and dreams don't have to end with that ex. You know, you may have had a lot of things you wanted with them and the life you've seen with them and whatnot. It doesn't necessarily have to end with them. They can end, but think of, take those hopes and dreams and move them to the next person that would be better for you. And so all in all, my healing process mainly consisted of me getting to the damn lessons. I cannot reiterate that enough. There's not much of anything else that I did was I redirected the energy into the lessons. Like I stopped harping on what they did and crying about what they did. I, I stopped doing all that and I started figuring out, you know, what can I take from this? You know, what's the light at the end of the tunnel of all of this? What's the reason behind all this? And I made a reason, you know, and I just found the lessons in it. And what can I do better? And what did I do wrong? What did I go wrong? And some lessons for me was understanding that I can't make anyone love me. You know, that was a big lesson is that I am not supposed to make anyone love me. Love is just on its own. And if they have the capacity to do so, they will. And I just, and I also realized that I can't go for any inconsistency on any level from any man for any reason. You know, inconsistency is a sign of what's to come and how they're going to show up throughout the relationship. That means you can't depend on them. And if you can't depend on them, you can't trust them. And so that was a big red flag, a big no-no. No matter how small it was, it was a no. And so another lesson I picked up on and I learned was that, you know, I can't, I can't take the little love they're giving me and make it more than what it is. I can't just go based off of chemistry. I can't just go based off of traction because I, I'm so attracted to them and they're so attracted to me. You know, that was the main big lesson was that I got to stop just going off of the attraction and the chemistry in the beginning. That that's not real necessarily all the time. And so I would get so hooked into that and get drawn into that. And I learned that I can't do that. And that that's how I lose my grounding and I lose, you know, basically I lose my mind. And so I stopped doing it, no matter how much they act like they wanted me. Like, I remember dating after my ex when I broke up with him. Dating guys that would kind of try that and try to, like, come on strong. Like, they really liked me. And then I would notice they get inconsistent. I would never get sold on the strong like they had for me in the beginning. I would, like, take it and like it. Like, okay. But I knew in the back of my head, like, okay, we got to see what this is talking about, what they're going to lead to. Because I've seen this before. And so that's the benefit you have is that you've seen a lot of shit before and you've worked through it and grew through it. So you know what to look for. And so that's what helped me to move forward and be able to love again. And not only that, I realized that the main thing was that anyone that hurts me is not a reflection of who I am. You know, I think sometimes it's not that we're afraid of being hurt. Well, we are afraid of being hurt, you know, especially after all this shit you've been through. You're so afraid of being hurt because you don't trust yourself to be able to recover from that. And when you don't trust yourself to be able to recover from that or you don't trust yourself because you don't trust your judgment or your intuition. 
you basically take that whatever hurt someone may do to you because you have this chance of being hurt, you're gonna make it mean that it's make it mean that there's something wrong with you. And so who would want to try love again if they feel like it's just gonna be pointed out to them that something's wrong with them because it when it doesn't go right. And so I had to lose that mindset. And I, when I was dating and when it didn't work out, yes, I would be disappointed, but I was never that heartbroken again or traumatized like that because I didn't take it to mean something was wrong with me. I would be sad like, damn, you know, you know I really want love and a relationship and damn, this didn't work out again. I'd be sad about that. But I was never sad, like, something is wrong with me. I knew it. And it's this and that. It's probably because I'm fat. It's probably because I'm dad and this and that. Uh-uh. And I didn't do none of that. And so that's why I say, like, as you heal and go through your healing process and you start to date again, you'll realize that it's not so traumatic for you. Because you're, first of all, you're not going to put your all into someone that's not even giving you, meeting you halfway. That's another thing I learned. It's like I'm not going to overextend myself and put my all into someone just because they're cute or just because they like me a little bit or just because they give me a little attention or just because they think I look so good. I'm not going to overextend myself and put my all into that when you pull back or when you become, when you become inconsistent. That's going to be a sign for me like, okay, this is showing me who you are. You have to do that from the start is that they are showing you who they are. It doesn't really have a thing to do with you. And so when you take that lesson from that, you take the lesson of anyone that hurts me is showing me who they are, not who I am, and you move forward, that means that anytime you're disappointed, anytime someone mistreats you, Anytime, because it can happen, and you know, it can happen again. No matter how much of your intuition you use, no matter how much you try to be up on game, no matter how much, you you know, it can happen. It can be to where they come in acting like they like you, next minute they don't. And you cannot know the reason behind it, necessarily. They can just suddenly not want you anymore, or, or they can hurt you. You have the possibility of being hurt. What helped me to not be so afraid of that possibility of being hurt is that I took the understanding that that doesn't say anything about me or my character or who I am. I don't care who you are or what you've done in your life. Someone that deliberately tries to hurt you or intentionally tries to hurt you or or even if it's unintentionally sometimes because you know some people can just have so much of their own shit going on that they don't realize what they're doing to you no matter what it is it doesn't mean that you deserve that hurt it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you you can't look at it as like you deserve that hurt because that's what you're essentially doing when you take on the blame of someone hurting you or you look at it as something being wrong with you, it's almost like you're telling yourself you deserve that hurt. But you never did and you never will. You don't deserve to be treated that way. And once I got that in my mindset and built up my confidence around myself, I understood that. And I was felt braver to love again and try love again and to even date. Because it's like, if this shit go left... I know how to tap out and just move on. Yeah, I'd be disappointed. And I was disappointed a lot in dating and it didn't work out. But it's like, that don't say shit about who I am. 
that just says that we're we are incompatible and this ain't gonna work so you have to change your thoughts about yourself you know you have to you have to heal how you feel about yourself because after that toxic relationship whether you felt poorly about yourself before or they caused you to feel even worse about yourself after you have to heal the thoughts and feelings you have around yourself. And you're not going to do that by shaming yourself, talking bad about yourself, calling yourself names, saying that you deserve that, saying you should have known better. None of that shit is the truth. That's not how you're going to get to the healing. It's by telling yourself all of these lies, basically. And so the truth of it all is that you know, you may have some lessons to learn. It's like looking at your why. Your truth is found in those whys, girlfriend. So, I started working more with the whys. Not with something's wrong with me. You know, I started trying to figure out, why did I think this was love? Why did I put up with this? Why did I try so hard? Why did I give my all? You know, I started... Working with that. And I started trying to figure out. Okay so what can I do better. And that right there. Really really helped me. To move forward. I may have been moving forward shaking. But I was moving forward. From that. I may have been crying. Having crying spells. But day by day. Then week by week. And month by month. I moved forward to where I didn't even give a damn about my ex anymore. And the reason, and the way that I got to that point, to not giving a damn about my ex anymore, is that I realized he wasn't as special to me as I thought he was. And I'm not saying that, you know, he wasn't special at all to me at one point. But I started realizing that the things that I made special about him wasn't really who he was. And... I was giving my all to him, not only because he was inconsistent and breadcrumbing me, causing me to give my all, hoping that I can get some more breadcrumbs. Not only that, I was giving my all because I thought there was something really there. You know, I had high hopes that it would be something really there. And it's because I really loved him. You know, I did love him for who he was. I did actually love him at the core. And I think that also made me stick around because I was trying to love him through his shit. And I seen a better person in there. And sometimes when you see a better person in all of that bad, that also makes you hang on. But think about it. You're not really seeing them for who they truly are. You're seeing them for who you would like them to be and who you would think they could become. And so I started getting back to the reality of like, you know, that's just not who they were. And it just wasn't as special as I made him out to be. That's what made me begin to forget about him and not care so much about him. Because I'm like, <laughs> he wasn't, he just looked good, <laughs> basically. But it's like. And I think that's what he was afraid of. He was afraid of me seeing from who he really was. And I think a lot of times men get like that. You know, they put on this front 
Like they all that and and flirt with you and sell you on the dream of like, you know, I want you and all of that and be flirted with you and make you seem like they're this dream guy because they're attractive and they and they like you and so you feel special because someone that attractive likes you and someone just that seems like they have this status likes you, someone that just seems like they just got it all. And it's because they're making you feel like they do. And then when you get with them, like really get with them that you know the real them comes out and it's like i think they're just afraid of you seeing the real them they don't want you to see that because they feel like you wouldn't love them then like they feel like the only way they can gain your love is if they break from you or give you a little at a time so they can control you not just be them genuine selves and so you know this was part of my why too. I started realizing all this about my ex, and that helped me to heal too. Is realizing that who he really was as a person, not for who I wanted him to be, or not for the good I thought I saw in him. I really, really started to see him for who he was as a man, like overall. And that right there took the love, like the deep longing love I had for him out of me because I'm like. I ain't missing out on anything. And so that's how you get past someone like that. Someone that you had your high hopes on. And you moving forward, don't overstand yourself like that again. Don't don't try to meet someone more than halfway because they become inconsistent or break from you or seem like they're uninterested or whatnot. That's not your cue to move in and do more. But when you have this mindset that something is wrong with you already or you feel like you have to earn love or you feel like you're not worthy of just being loved or you feel like you can't be loved just because, you know, you have this mindset that if I do more and make them love me more, you have to lose that mindset because it's not true. And so I did away with that and I practiced until I became better at that. Like dating, it was hard to put that part of me away. But as I dated more and practiced more, it started to heal me more because I realized that, you know, this works like me not moving forward and putting my efforts all in, even if they're not. And me actually taking my time to help me to see whoever I'm dating for who they are and what they're showing me instead of trying to paint this picture of them or allowing them to paint this picture of them. You know, I saw that that worked because each and every time, you know, it, they would reveal themselves to me. And I'm like, I'm glad I didn't overextend myself. My intuition was right. So you have to give yourself a chance to prove to yourself that your intuition was right all along. And so that's what I did. And that slowly helped me to heal through that. So, yeah, the main thing was the lessons and figuring out the truth of things. And figuring out my whys. That's what helped me to take that energy. that All that bad energy. The crying and the sad energy. And transform it into something else. Which were the lessons. Because that energy and that love you have for them. Doesn't just die down and go away. Just because you know time has passed. I took that energy and actually transformed it into lessons. And that's how you heal for someone like that. It's not going to happen overnight. You got to take your time with it, but it can work. I promise. But um, that's all I got for this podcast episode, girlfriends. 
as always, you can check me out on my Patreon. I have a lot, a lot of old podcast episodes in there. And I also do my coaching on there, which is patreon.com forward slash girl. Um, or just go to my website, appinetgirl.net, as I always say. So, that's all I got for this podcast episode, girlfriends. Until the next one, peace out. <laughs>